0: This is a message from Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. We pray that it will encourage you in your walk of faith. If you would like to learn more about Dr. Youssef or Leading the Way, please visit ltw.org. Of late, there has been a rigorous debate and discussion regarding the benefits of bread. What with uh, the wheat being genetically modified, The flour is being bleached. To say nothing of this gluten allergies that is being created, and all the other allergies, which makes our bread really not the same bread that they ate in the time of Jesus. And the question that so many people are asking is this, why, if bread has got all these complications and these problems we're facing today, that is so used in the scriptures so extensively, For one thing, as I said, the bread that we have today is not the same as the bread 2,000 years ago. Wheat, as God made it, or as God intended it, it was of vital importance for human health. So much so that there were many, many, many people at the time of Jesus who survived on just bread and water. Literally. That's all they ate. Listen to these simple facts about the real wheat as God made it. It contains some nutrients, and it contains certain vitamin E properties that is the richest in all nutrients that body needs. In fact, among these things, it helps preserve all of the cells in our bodies. But since these cells support our vital organs, they are literally absolutely necessary for life. Some scientists believe that so many of our health problems today, from inflammatory problems to infertility problems to allergy problems and to the rest of it, are caused by not being able to receive all of the unique properties and nutrients that found in that little grain. I know by now probably some of you are saying, wait a minute, Michael, we did not get up on Sunday morning to get a lecture on nutrition. Just humor me for a minute and be patient with me because I'm going to show you something very important from the Scripture. Because by understanding this vital importance of bread as God intended for us to have, by understanding the vital importance of bread to the existence and the health of the human body. It will help you understand what Jesus said about himself when he said, I am the bread of life. It will help you understand all of the things that the Scripture talks about bread and why it is used so extensively in the Scripture. You see, in fact, when Jesus made this claim, I am the bread of life, to his original audience, to his original hearers, they were thoroughly aware and very knowledgeable about bread. Because back then it was the staple of life. There might be other food on the table. For some who could not have anything else, they just ate bread. In some parts of the Middle East, even today, bread is sacred. Many people in the Middle East to this very day, would never dispose or discard or disregard a piece of bread, even if it is soiled and even if it's spoiled. Now that you understand a little bit of the importance of bread in ancient times, you begin to understand the claim of Jesus when He said, I am the bread of life. Today I'm commencing a new series of messages entitled, There's an I in the I Am. In the Gospel of John, we see a lot of claims that Jesus made. Each of these are very significant claims as we're going to look through them through the days to come. Each of them has a significantly unique place to prove and to show that Jesus is Yahweh's Messiah, that he is the only man who is fully God, that he is the only God who came in human flesh that He is the only Redeemer and the only Savior and the only one who can assure us of heaven for eternity. These claims of Jesus have never been made by anybody before Him and they could never be made by anybody after Him. Only Jesus. All the other religions, they have founders. The other religions, they have teachers. The other religions, they had philosophers. The other religions, they had leaders. The other religions had war warriors. The other religions had preachers and teachers. But only the Christian faith that has God's only Son as the one and central focus figure. And that very uniqueness of Christ is what causes the arrogant and the proud and the self-sufficient and the ignorant people to reject Him outright. Even whole former Christian denominations are departing from the truth now and denying that uniqueness of Jesus Christ. Former evangelical churches are now abandoning the core of this faith as Jesus, and Jesus alone is the Savior. The first claim in this series is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus said, I am. Because this is how he was introduced to Moses, 1,600 years before he was incarnate. You remember when Moses saw the burning bush, and then he hears the voice of God, and God speaks to him, and God commissions him to go to Egypt and to free the slaves, his own people, who have been in the land of slavery for 400 years. He said, go and get them out. And Moses said to God, he said, who do I tell them sent me? He said, go and tell them, I am sent you. Is that your name? Yes. Your name is I am? Yes. He's not, I was, because that would make him the God of the past. He's not, I will be, because that will make him the God of the future. But I am says that He is the God of the past. He is the God of the present. He is the God of the future. He is all forever the one and true only God. And if you look closely at this context of this passage, where Jesus claimed to be the bread of life, You're going to find that it came right after Jesus supernaturally, miraculously, by his divine power, was able to feed 5,000 men plus women and children, only on five loaves and two fishes. And they were wowed. They were mesmerized. Now, beloved, let me tell you something. Hungry people will do anything to be able to get food hungry people in order to feed their children. They will do whatever it takes. Hungry people will literally worship the person who provides them with food. And that's what they were doing. Ah, but Jesus was only too aware of the fact that they're only coming to Him because they fed their stomachs. And that's precisely what He's doing here by calling Himself the bread of life. He is elevating the vision from focusing on that which is important to the body to that which is far more important to the spirit. He is transforming them from their present earthly need to their most desperate need of all their spiritual needs. He wanted them to know that He is more than just a miracle worker. (laughs) What Jesus is saying to them and He's saying to every one of us that important as bread is for life, Important as bread is as a food that sustains all of your body, that nourishes all of the cells of your body, that makes you grow as a person. Important as bread is for sustaining physical life. Important as it is being a staple food for life. As important as good bread is, but there is a spiritual bread that is far more important There is a spiritual bread that you cannot live without. Without the spiritual bread, you could spiritually suffer and die a slow death. Without the spiritual bread, you have no hope in this life, nor for eternity. Without the spiritual bread, life is helpless and hopeless, and eternity is bleak. Without the spiritual bread, this life becomes a slow death. And eternal life is nothing but pain and suffering and torment. And so Jesus says, What? I am the but there's something else here that is vital, important that you have to understand why Jesus called himself the bread of life. The disciples understood fully what is that meant, especially after his death. And resurrection. You see, back then they did not go to the supermarket and grab the loaf of bread to eat. They understood not only the benefit of bread for their health, but they understood that for bread to be brought to the table, uh, the wheat had to be crushed in the mill. I've seen it many a times as a boy, crushing the wheat in the mill of stone. Then it is beaten. And kneaded into a dough, and then it was placed in the heat of the furnace in order to bake it. And, beloved, that's precisely what the bread of life, the Lord Jesus Christ, had to go through. He had to be crushed for us. As a matter of fact, 700 years before Christ, Isaiah 53 5, it tells us that he was bruised for our transgressions, that he was crushed, just like a wheat is crushed in the mill for our inequities. Christ, the bread of life, was broken and crushed for us. And that is why when we celebrate the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we come to this table... I am often repeating the words that the Lord Jesus himself said when he said, this is my body which is broken, which is crushed, which is literally shredded for you. But Jesus was not talking about communion, symbolic as it is. That's not what he was talking about when he said, I'm the bread of life. You can take communion every single day of the year. And if you do not receive him as the Savior of your life, you will not make it to heaven. Communion has never saved anybody. It's a symbol, powerful symbol, but it's a symbol nonetheless. And that is why I always emphasize this table is not this church's table. This is the Lord's table. And that's why I emphasize all the time that only those who have placed their full trust for salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ come to this table, regardless of your church background. Only those who have placed their complete trust in the bread of life, those who literally ate the Lord Jesus Christ in the symbolic way where He became part and parcel of them, only those who believe that He was crushed on the cross for their sake, only those who are totally abandoning themselves to the Christ, the bread of life, can receive the strength that can come from Him day in and day out. Listen carefully, please. You do not receive Jesus as the Savior of your life and the Lord of your life, and then you stop. Nobody can stop after receive Christ as Savior. You have to feed on Him day in and day out, day in and day out, for the bread of life to strengthen you. It has to be a daily intake of it. You've never heard anybody who says, uh, you know, I have eaten last month." But I haven't eaten since. You say, probably that person is not even living around to, to make that statement would be dead. Beloved, every verb in the New Testament is a continuous tense. It's continuous to keep on, keep on, keep on. So I have a question for you. How do you feed daily? On the bread of life, the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you daily feed on him? How do you daily draw strength? How do you daily have that nutrients that your soul is desperately in need of? By feeding upon his word, by spending time in that word, by spending time in his presence. Speak to him as a friend speak to a friend. In Matthew 4.4, 4, Jesus quoting the Old Testament, he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of his mouth. In Jeremiah, here's that Hebrew language again. The metaphoric language that the Hebrew people used. Here's what Jeremiah said in 15.16. When your words came, I ate them. <laughs> How did he eat them? Did he munch on the scrolls? No. That is a figure speech of believing it, devouring it, spiritually speaking. He said, and they were to me joy and my heart's delight. Look at the words of Jesus again in John chapter 6, verse 35. I am the bread of life, and he who comes to me will never go hungry. Look at the next sentence. And he who believes in me will never thirst. The reason today our society is in such turmoil and confusion, the reason suicide is way up and contentment is way down is because the real hunger is a spiritual hunger. The real hunger is for truth. The real hunger is for deep satisfaction that only the bread of life can give them. And so they go after Every kind of food that they try to find. They go after everything that looks like food, except for the real bread of life that truly satisfies. Sometimes they even eat poison. They're searching for satisfaction in their spiritual hunger in all the wrong places. And that is why Jesus said, What? There are some people. Who have received Jesus, they know Jesus, but they spend the rest of their Christian life eating junk food. You don't have to be a scientist to know that junk food is not good for you. (laughs) Beloved, here's the absolute biblical truth material things will never, ever, ever satisfy the human soul. I don't care what it is, it will never satisfy the human soul. Whether it's things you eat, or with the things you see, with the things you wear, or the things you do. They will never satisfy your soul. Not only that, but the human soul could never be filled by another person. The spouse can never give you what only Jesus can give you. A friend can never fulfill you. An empty vessel cannot fill an empty vessel. And no wonder the son Augustine said, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord. And our hearts are restless until they find the rest in thee. Solomon, the wisest man, the richest man in the world, nobody ever been more intelligent than Solomon. He said, God created eternity in our hearts. Only God can fulfill it. Only God can feed it and satisfy it. The glory of the gospel of Christ is this, that only Christ, the bread of life, can satisfy your soul. Only Jesus, the bread of life, can give your restless heart rest. Only Jesus, the bread of life, can heal your sick spirit. Only Jesus, the bread of life, can feed you with the real nutrients that your soul needs, that every cell in your soul needs, that your soul is craving for and longs for. Look at verse 32 of John. My Father gives you the true bread from heaven. He's talking about himself, of course. But you see, these Jewish people, they know the story of Moses. They know how God rained down manna from heaven and was only good for 24 hours. If they take it into their houses and they store it the next day, it got magnets and worms and stunk in their very hands. They know that God provided that manna directly from heaven. And Jesus said, my father who gave that manna for that period of time so that daily they can be dependent on him, daily they can trust him, daily can look to him for provision. This is the same father who sent me from heaven, the bread of life. Not this genetically modified wheat, not this bleached flour, not this, these empty calories that can never really give you strength. But the real, wholesome bread that feeds every one of your spiritual selves, it is the only thing that's going to make you intellectually healthy. It's the only thing that makes you spiritually healthy. It's the only thing that makes your spirit healthy. When the Bible uses the word eating, it's used interchangeably with believing. Eating and believing, eating and believing, believing and eating. They're used interchangeably. But by believing does not mean that I just pay an intellectual assent to certain rules, to certain documents, to certain doctrine, and say, okay, I believe that and move on. No, 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 no. It is experientially, on a daily basis, giving evidence that you are eating the bread of life by showing the fruit of the Spirit. Beloved, churches today are filled with non-eaters, mere tasters, like wine tasting and coffee tasting, they swoosh Jesus in their mouths and and, and they smell it and they will talk about it and, and they maybe even be excited for a moment and then they spit it out. And the Bible said only the eaters. Only the eaters. Only the eaters. Not the tasters. The Bible tells us that when we are eating that bread of life, the Lord Jesus Christ we become participants or participators in the divine nature. I mean, think about this for a moment. Try to tell your friend who doesn't believe in God and said, I have a divine nature. Just watch the reaction. You see, God came from heaven, the divine took on our nature so that everyone who would come and eat the bread of life and believe in him can participate in the divine nature. How? By totally believing in Him, surrendering to Him, abandoning ourselves to Him in every way and in everything. Only then can you become a participant of the divine nature. I was thinking about this and I I just wondered, why do you work? Why do you go to work tomorrow morning? Why? You say, well, you know, I just earn a living, put food on the table, pay the rent. By the necessities of life. That's fine. That's wonderful. But if that's all you're living for, you are missing out on the best thing that God gives. You really are. Listen, I want you to work. Go to work. Earn a living by all means. God called us to work. In fact, Paul said, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not putting that down. In fact, the other way around. But when you have the bread of life as part and parcel of you, part of your digestive system, part of all of your spirit and soul invading all of you, you're going to discover that when you go to work tomorrow, that the people you meet, that the situations you're going to face, that the challenges are going to face you, that the decisions you're going to make, they all become part of God's greater plan. And you begin to see Him because the bread of life goes to work with you. And when the bread of life, you're feeding on that bread of life, not just one day one moment and experience it and stop, but daily. The Word of God, feeding, feeding, feeding. You're going to find that your life is being transformed day by day by day by day. That you're going to find that each new day is more exciting than the day that passed. Father only you know where everyone who's sitting in this place or watching around the world, only you know where they are. You know where they are spiritually. You know where they are physically. You know where they are emotionally. You know where they are intellectually. And therefore, Father, we come to you with confidence. You're the bread of life, Lord Jesus. You are the bread of life. And we are so grateful for helping us to feed on you, Lord Jesus. We're so grateful that you're the only one who not only sustains us spiritually in this life, but will take it straight to heaven for eternity. We will be praising you forever. Father, I pray that if not a single person here who does not know the bread of life would know today. And Father, for those of us who know the bread of life, and oh God, and spiritually are living on junk food, Awake us up before it is too late. Wake us up that we may know that only the bread of life not only sustain us in this life with all of its challenges, but will carry us all the way home safely to heaven. For we pray this in Jesus' name.